Hello, everyone, and welcome to the weekly update. Brandify's podcast where we focus on recent changes and updates in the local search space in order to help you prepare for the week ahead. I'm Dustin Hayes, Director of Marketing at Brandify, and I'm joined by my co-host, Damian Rawlson, Brandify's VP of Product Strategy. Thanks for joining us today. Now let's jump into your weekly update. Hello, everyone. In our first item for this week, Google Maps has announced that public profiles are now available for all Maps users. This is a feature that was rolled out last year and was specific to local guides who are the millions of contributors who earn a special status by adding reviews and other business details to Google Maps. Uh, So local guides have had these business profiles for a while and other users could follow them in Google Maps in order to uh, uh, find recommendations for local businesses and so on. But now these public profiles are being rolled out to all users, which is certainly a step that suggests that Google Maps is moving further in the direction of social networking. Uh, There are controls that allow the user to decide whether their public profile, well, whether the profile is public in the first place, and also whether they would like to allow followers uh, to follow them with or without approval from the user. Um, so a public uh, profile in Google Maps is uh, something that shows how many contributions you've sent in, how many followers you have, how many other users you're following. You can add a short uh, bio that uh, describes who you are and the kinds of things that you like uh, to, to search for in Google. Uh, it shows photos you've shared and other details. So it's an interesting uh, foray into Uh, more social networking functionality within Google Maps. And we'll see if that uh, is a a hint of further things to come in that area. A recent study originally produced by The Markup and then later reported on in Search Engine Journal finds that 41% of search results on Google are Google products. Uh, That number going even higher for results in the top 15 to 63%. When questioned about the critique that implies that Google is giving preferential treatment to its own content, Google replied by saying its goal is to provide answers that best fit the user's query and that directing people away from search results to websites is not always the best way to assist people. Next, uh, we have a new column on the Local You blog from Crystal Tang, which is a helpful uh, sort of outline of what a big difference it makes in Google My Business Uh, what primary category you choose. And the reason that decision is so important is because Google My Business has grown over the last few years to offer lots and lots of uh, specific features that are specific to different verticals or different business categories, which makes sense if you think about it, because, you know, therapists need uh, the ability to Uh, have people book appointments through an appointment URL, which would not be important for a restaurant. Uh, Restaurants need, uh, you know, menu links. So uh, those differences are uh, more and more important within uh, GMB these days. And uh, uh, in Crystal's article, she actually publishes a few tables that show in particular in the attributes section of GMB, which is where you can 
specify a lot of your amenities and business details, things that are, uh, you know, uh, describe the atmosphere or the uh, type of offerings that you have at your store. So in some cases, a very long list of attributes is available. Um, and so in the table, she uh, specifies for 33 different popular GMB categories, exactly which attributes are or are not available. Uh, so that's a, that's a helpful resource that you might want to check out. By now, we're all likely familiar with the Google and Apple co-developed exposure notification API, which helps users self-identify reported incidents of COVID-19. The API is now being used by Health Canada to launch a new COVID alert app to help Canadian citizens track exposure. The app uses Bluetooth to connect users with nearby phones and checks a list of anonymous identifier codes indicating people who have been infected. Numerous privacy measures are built into the API, which does not share names, locations, or addresses of users. In our next item, I reported uh, about a month ago uh, that we had noticed that a new attribute was showing up in Google My Business, actually first in the API, and that attribute was uh, Black-owned, um, showing up in the highlights section, so it would allow a business owner to specify that the business is uh, Black-owned. Um, at first, that attribute was not actually showing up in public, but it has now been noticed. There's an article about it on Search Engine Land, and I saw the news popping up in a few other places as well uh, over the last few days. So um, you can see a screenshot of the attribute in the Monday Memo blog for this week. Um, it's a circular icon with a, a black uh, heart in the middle of it. Um, Google has issued a statement about this. They they say that they've seen a surge in online searches for Black-owned businesses in recent months, uh, surely uh, related to uh, the recent events and the protests and so on. Um, according to Google's statement, the reason that they released the new attribute was, quote, to make search and maps more inclusive and help support Black-owned businesses when they need it most. So that was Google's statement on the matter, and you should begin to see these icons showing up in search. I also uh, noted um, in my earlier uh, uh, post about this that Yelp has released a similar feature. In a recent Google Hangouts video, Google's webmaster trend analyst John Mueller was asked if reviews on third-party websites can have an impact on a brand's own website. Uh, interestingly, John Mueller responded saying that it was unlikely uh, he was quoted saying, I don't think you'd see any effect on the ranking of your website from that. Now, this isn't to say that negative reviews on third-party websites cannot have a negative impact on consumers who are reading the reviews, but it was interesting that he did state that it's not likely to have an impact on the brand's own website. Great. Well, thank you all for listening. Be sure to check us out on Brandify.com and the Brandify blog, where you can find more information about the topics we've covered here today. You can also subscribe to the weekly update from your favorite podcast service so you never miss an episode. I'm Dustin Hayes, along with Damian Rollison, and we'll see you next time on the weekly update.